What's up, everybody? My name is Brandon McCollum, also known as BMXC, and this is Nice Minds. I am joined by a very, very, very special guest who's actually 14 hours ahead of me right now in uh, Bali, Indonesia, but he's from Canada. My homie, Brett Bailey. What's good, my dude? Dude, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. Yeah, 14 hours, man. It's it's 9.30 a.m. here, which means it's 7.30 p.m. there. I'm, I'm glad we found a time that worked for us both. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Um, So I know you actually because, uh, well, through a mutual friend um, who's also from Canada, and you invited me on your podcast, uh, Life is Like a Movie, um, and it was actually... Almost two years ago, it was February 20th that I posted the video on my YouTube channel. For anybody curious, you yeah. can go back and right before I started Nice Minds, uh, you'll you'll see uh, Life is Like a Movie podcast. And yeah, so it was February 20th that I posted that, which doing the math in my head um, was three weeks before the world ended and the pandemic just changed everything. Man, like... I think everyone's life changed drastically because of the pandemic. I think that it was actually one of the best things that's happened to us in a long time as a, as a collective, um, not because it looks great on the surface, but because it looks shitty on the surface, but because I actually think it's, it's helping us as it helped me find a little bit more truth. You know, I think that when a situation like this comes up where we go into survival mode and we're like kind of in places of fear, we're like, how am I going to survive? What's this thing? You know, fuck the government. Like there's all these sort of crazy thoughts that we don't normally have with that same intensity that one, it either makes us suffer to a point where we need a change or two, it, it just stirs the pot, man, of all of our habitual thoughts, behaviors, and actions. And I think it gives us a chance to step out of that sort of snow globe, so to speak, and shake it around a bit. And, and find some more truth and find more of who we are. Because I think uh, in large as a society, we've been kind of taught to be a certain way. And many people, as I was, wasn't, wasn't given the space to decide who I want to be and kind of find who I am. So um, I know I'm getting super deep right off the start, but um, it, this is the shit that I love, man. And, um, and that's, that's how I see the pandemic and how it's actually serving humanity. Well, I mean, we'll get deeper into the pandemic because the pandemic absolutely changed my whole life, um, for better and for worse. And I'm still trying to figure it, figure it out. But, um, I kind of want to go into a, like a little background with like who you are and what you do. Um, so on your Instagram, you list yourself as a dreamer, adventurer, and personal growth addict, as well as being interested in uh, transformational breath work therapy for discovering yeah. our purpose and men's circle enthusiast. So in a nutshell, can you go into like a description of what that means to you and why you decided that that's your life's mission, basically. Thank you for that. And um, I'll do my best to keep into a nutshell, but I tend to explain things just because um, these things are really deep for me. And like, as crazy as it sounds, my Instagram bio was actually very meaningful for me. Um, it might seem like like nothing for some of you, but for me, it's like kind of sharing who I am. And so it's really deep for me. And and so um, I want to share what a men's circle enthusiast is because I think a lot of people think I'm just like sitting in groups of men and like circle jerking each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's de definitely definitely not what it is. Um, so what a men's circle is, it's like it's a group of men coming and sharing the challenges that they're facing in their life, and as men supporting each other to grow. And the reason why I'm an enthusiast about this is because I was taught by my dad, as my dad was taught by his dad, that it's not good. It's actually, it actually makes you weak to share. It makes you weak to share how you feel. It makes you weak to say, hey, I, I'm struggling. I need some help. 
And that to me is a huge disservice to both men and women in our society, because I believe that we have many men who are trying to act super tough and strong, and they aren't there emotionally for their women who are in large part raising kids and things of that nature. And then men think they're, they need to be working all day, so they can't raise their kids. And anyways, these are a couple examples of some macro beliefs that I'm seeing. And men's circles help get rid of that stigma and help connect man to man. It's super powerful and different than man to woman. Um, Anyway, so that's that. And then as far as transformational breathwork therapy, um, have you ever done psychedelics? Uh, no, but everybody suggests that I do them. I'm, I've just always been so scared of any anything mind-altering. I, I mean, except for like weed. I mean, weed and drinking a little bit, but I, I've never done anything past that. All right, I got you, I got you. Well, um, well breathwork, uh, most people don't know what that is either, but you can actually have the same experience as you, as you can on mushrooms, just with the power of breath just with the power of breath, which is insane. It's like, dude, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, I breathe all day. Like, I'm not having any, I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping balls. But if you can do some more intense breath work, I'm going to show the viewers right now because I'm fired up. If you go like this, and you like, and that's one form, but you can get really intense and all the energy from your gut area starts to move up and a lot of blood and oxygen gets rushed to your brain. You can have some pretty intense sort of like mystical experiences or release some trauma from your past. So it's actually a very powerful tool that ancient sages and in Eastern philosophy, they, use, they talk about and use all the time to heal and to connect with um, our greater self to help us grow and attract things to our life that we want. Um, but it's not as common in the West, which is whatever. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that's what that is. And I'm passionate about it because I'm passionate about helping people step into their truth and their authentic authenticity. Um, so that's why I'm passionate about that because it releases all the bullshit that gets in the way of us being our true selves, like trying to look cool for other people, trying to um, get like a car or a woman uh, or, or anything to like appear like something in the eyes of other people. Whereas, which is what I did for a long time. I'm not pointing wagging the finger because I was um, kind of ego driven from much of my life. Um, but um, there's just so much joy on the other side of ego. There's so much joy when we step into our true authentic self and that's what breathwork helps to do. Um, and then the third one, what you were talking about was, um, a personal growth addict, traveler, dreamer. I've been a dreamer since I was a kid, man. Same. Like straight up, dude. I was like the kid, like under the covers with a flashlight dreaming, just like wanting to like be, I want to be like a paleontologist or some shit. When I was a kid, I wanted to look for dinosaurs, um, explore the world, travel. And that's kind of what I'm doing now in a, in a different way. Um, kind of exploring how I can help people and exploring what makes people super happy and lit up. So Holy shit, that was not a nutshell, but that's what I got for you. Well, nice, man. I I, I love it, man. Like, I, especially uh, breaking down the stigma because I've I've talked about that a lot with people lately. How um, I I won't go because I don't want to share somebody close to me's personal story. Um, just because it's still all getting figured out. Um, but somebody close to me is is uh struggling with with mental health, and um, and I I feel like they are afraid to get help because of that stigma that you talk about. Um, and they're afraid to open up about certain things and have been in the past. And I, and I've definitely seen breakthroughs lately, um, for myself as well as them, uh, that have allowed them to open up. And, and, uh, that's what I try to do with this podcast. I don't know if you've, you're familiar with, with it at all. Um, but I started it basically to, um, talk to other creatives uh, and dive into mental health stuff. Um, uh, 
and talk to other men because like you said, there's there's a huge stigma and and men just are kind of taught to not be as open about their struggles and about their um you know, just all that stuff. Yeah, dude. Um I actually didn't know that that was your main intention with this well, with this podcast. And um uh, I feel like you're a brother on the path. Like you have such a cool background too, like DJ vibes. Um, you're obviously great with the mic. And so to use your gift to spread awareness about this, I think is a super noble pursuit. So thank you for doing that. I, I appreciate that very much. And dude, um, I think most men nowadays that are like kind of conscious and like aware of mental health can now admit like, holy shit, I'm struggling with that too. Or like, shit, now I see why my dad was like that. Or now I see why my friends are like that. I think awareness that you and I are bringing up with our work is actually giving us a new level of compassion. Um, and, and I really believe that this compassion and sort of things of the heart is what the world is lacking. We have very, um, very like right side, left side, vaccine, no vaccine. We have very sort of like mind, black and white, separate, I'm over here, you're over there mentality. Whereas even if we don't agree with someone's choice or what their mind is saying, we can still feel them and appreciate them with our heart. And so I think that by having conversations, especially around mental health and around how we operate and how we perceive the world, I really believe that it'll allow us to step into our heart center more and it'll give us an opportunity to actually connect because I see just so much separation. And I think what we all really crave deep down is love and connection. Um, but we have all this surface stuff like you're over there and I'm over here. You know, you, you're a vaxxer, I'm a non-vaxxer. We have all this stuff that's blocking us from connecting, which is what we want. We're human beings, we're social creatures and you know, love is our oxygen. And so, yeah, man, like I'm just, I'm so fired up about these conversations because it just, it gives us a deeper understanding, which by the way, we weren't taught this in school. Um, I hope, I feel like more schools are probably implementing this now, but it's one of the things that's the most important is like why we are the way we are. Didn't see, didn't see that in, um, in my you know, elementary school class. So anyways. I'm super proud of you, man, for doing this and for having that intention. I think it's it's fucking amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we we talked about a little bit about like you know how the pandemic has changed things, and and you said all the better things. Um, for me, I don't know if you you saw on on my posts at all, but um, I lost my mother to coronavirus in in June. Um, and she was like my best friend, like the closest person to me. And so before this for like, um, in 2018, she was diagnosed with lymphoma. And then the next year she had a life-saving treatment and I won't go into too many details, but she was cancer free. So it like, but the, but the treatment like less than a year before a, a pandemic hits the treatment, uh, like swiped away all of her immunities. So, um, you know, not only did, you know, me and my family go through all of that trauma with her cancer and her getting good and then 2020 her, you know, on the mend and then all of a sudden, boom, this year she gets it and then, you know, passes. Uh, I mean, it's just been a, a freaking like life changing. It's been, it's been almost six months. So it'll be six months next week. Um, and so I, I'm at kind of at this weird point in my life where this podcast, especially talking to people like you who are on a journey of like, you know, self changing and, and growth and all that stuff. Um, this podcast has really helped me and has kind of been a form of therapy because it allows me to be open about that and, uh, you know, that struggle and what it means to me and and 
Yeah, because I mean, we, we are at a, a weird point where a lot of people are, you know, pro-vaccine or anti-vax and, you know, I'm I'm on the pro side and, and I, I even catch myself sometimes using my own trauma as like, like, you know, getting angry or upset at people, you know, who are not as empathetic as they should be or they could be about um, the virus and about, you know, vaccines and, and just everything surrounding it. So um, I guess, uh, you know, I, I, you're doing coaching now, too, right? Yes. So uh, what would you do for somebody like me who's like kind of lost and struggling and had this huge traumatic thing? Like, how would you kind of start with somebody like me if I going to put you on the spot? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for sharing um, what you went through with your mom. I, I can't imagine what that would be like. I literally just got off a call with my mom right before this call. Um, I'm getting emotional right now just thinking about what I would do or how I would feel if I lost her. So um, um, it definitely gives me a more compassionate view for for um, wanting a vaccine. And, and dude, I, I'd, be doing, I'd be getting angry if I was you too, man, yeah. about people that aren't as empathetic. So um, I can definitely understand that. Um, thank you for sharing and being open. Um, now, as far as what I would do, um, you've already done, I think the most important step was to acknowledge exactly how you feel. Um, I think one of the, one of the main, ways, main ways that most of us go wrong is we don't acknowledge what's there and we're not living in reality. We're, we're wishing that it was something different. We're wishing that our mom didn't die. We're wishing that this, and that's okay to feel that and accept that too and go through that phase. Um, but whatever comes up, whether it's like, I wish she was still here she shouldn't be, or she should, she should be still here. Why are the vaccine people, why are they not getting it? Whatever we actually feel, it's okay. Yep. And I think like sometimes we get caught up in thinking like, oh, I should be healed by now. That's the main thing in the, the, the community that I work in a lot is people think that they should be over this illness by now. I should have dealt with depression, you know, five years ago. I should have, and, and you know, it's like, I think we, we get so caught up in thinking that things shouldn't be what they already are. It's like, if you feel grief, feel the grief. If you feel anger, feel the anger and go into that and really experience it and face it. Because if we push that down, that only leads to dysfunction in our action. So I think you've already done the most important part is acknowledging it and accepting what happens. Um, now, what I will say is, is maybe less of what you want to hear. Um, but this is what I would say is it would be the next step if I was coaching someone and they were at a place where they've acknowledged it, accepted it, felt everything they needed to feel is I would say, when we can find the reason why our worst day was our best day, our entire life can change. Interesting. And in my life, I've had some very, very, very fucking hard times and some very thing, things that happened to me that I thought were so unjust that I thought I could never forgive, that I thought I could never find empowering meaning in. But I'll never forget the moment when that deep hate or resentment or anger in me turned into forgiveness, turned into joy, turned into thankfulness, turned into gratitude. And I'm not saying this from not experiencing it or from a place of bullshit or just trying to think positive and not live in reality. I've actually experienced it. And I've seen other people experience it and share their story about things of this nature. So I would say, find a way to appreciate the experience. And um, even if something was so unjust or unfair, at a certain point, once it's been acknowledged and accepted, there's just no use living in the regret or in the shame or in the guilt, or I should have done this, or I wish that it was different. There becomes a point when we just get tired of living in that emotional state. And it's okay to also want to change too. It's, it's, it's necessary to accept an emotion, 
but it's also okay to want to change and be like, it was so unfair and bullshit that this happened, but I'm not going to waste the rest of my life living in that feeling. I'm going to be the best version of myself as I can. And um, I think that's a difficult one for um, most people to accept. And um, that's human nature to not want to accept things too, because we want things to be a certain way. So um, um, that would be the next thing I would say. And then, and then just create a plan to work towards making that a reality um, and maybe using that experience as fuel for a mission. I mean, there's many people that were abused as kids and now help people, kids that were abused heal. So using that as some sort of mission to make sure it doesn't happen again, um, finding an empowering meaning in that experience because um, empowering meanings can completely shift experiences for us. So that's what I would say. All you said is, is actually stuff that I feel like I'm kind of on the path to doing. Um, yes. I, I mean, shortly after my mom or actually when my mom was passing, but my mom always said, um, it, it was like a thing. It was a joke, but it was like a serious joke. She's like, you're going to get, get to the Grammys and you're going to buy me a Versace dress and I'm going to walk down the red carpet with you. And on my mom's deathbed, I promised I would make it to the Grammys. Um, so that is my like life's mission. Uh, I mean, I'm like doing all I can to like produce the best music I possibly can. Um, and, you know, have it be purposeful and, you know, have meaning and, and all these podcasts that I do, I, you know, I, I didn't want to create a podcast and just have it be something where I'm, I'm just talking to musicians and we're just talking about our next projects and stuff like that. And sometimes it does turn into that, but I wanted it to have a, a much deeper purpose. And I feel like combining, you know, my new life's mission of trying to make it to the Grammys and doing this at the same time is giving me a whole new, you know, outlook um, and, you know, making me feel like I'm on the right path. Um, and anytime, you know, I, I do, I do, I have, I, you know, it's an up and down battle. I mean, every, every week it's a new feeling every, every other day, I feel like it's a new feeling, but, um, you know, and you, you talked about just like living in your truth and, um, accepting what you're feeling when it when it happens and last night i you know yesterday was thanksgiving it was my you know first holiday without my mom and you know i i went um i went to my girlfriend's place and then i went to my brother's in-laws and then um i went to stay at my girlfriend's place uh to be with her uh cat because her cat's like a needy cat whatever um so as i was driving <laughs> to my girlfriend's place um I was listening to Elton John and my mom like loved Elton John. And I, I just like, I was like a song came out. I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to cry now. And like, I just let it happen. You know, like I was like, uh, you know, and, and part of me is still like, like it, it was night. So I'm like, luckily nobody can see me, but I'm like, even if they did see me, who cares? You know, like it, yes. I, I'm, I'm living in my truth and like, I'm, this is how I'm feeling at this time. Like, and this needs to happen. So every time, every time I find myself breaking down about it, I, I just accept it. And like, I, I, I don't beat myself up over it. And I'm also lucky that I had such a great relationship with my mother. I mean, it was almost flawless. I mean, so I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm lucky that I don't have a single thing that I regret with her. Like, I don't regret anything that I said or didn't say or didn't do. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, I, I got to spend more time with my mom 
than most people my age got to spend with them and, and had the best times. And so those are things that I get to take with me forever, you know, and, and I think part of it too has been hard because, you know, I'm on my own. I feel like every one of my family members is on their own grief journey, you know? So I'm on my own thing and my brother is on his, my dad's on his, and it's, 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 you know, figuring out how to help each other through this and, and, and help each other, you know, feel the way that we need to feel and try, I I don't know, just, just try to guide each other through this. And that, that's been, I think the most challenging part of this. Yes. Is dealing with everybody else's emotions as well as my own, you know, I can imagine it'd be super challenging with your close family as well. Um, Wow, man, I'm 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 just proud of you for pulling over on the road and crying. I'm not sure if you kept driving or if you were if you pulled over to have a full crier. I just kept driving and singing. I mean, it was it was fine. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I mean, I, I think it's probably great even too to have your family to go through this with. I mean, I'm sure there's challenging emotions at times. Um, there's this great book called The Body Keeps Score. Um, the author's name is slipping me. It's some like Swedish or German author, um, and their name is like intense. And I'm not going to try it. Um, but anyways, there's this great book called the body keeps score. And it's, uh, it was talking about how PTSD veterans would come, came back from Vietnam and they're basically, they were, they are emotionally shut down. Cause sometimes if we have a big trauma, we can just shut down emotionally. We can't experience anything happiness. Like we're basically just like hopeless and dark. There's like nothing happening for us. And the first time that these veterans started to feel something again was if you can believe this, talking about the people that they killed in the war, talking about these horrific events. But it was with the other veterans. And what the researchers found was that the first time that they could actually connect and feel and start to process again was when they were able to share openly and have human connection. And as they were sharing their stories in the background, it was being processed in their brain, the experience. They were able to fully let the experience pass through them as opposed to holding it and stagnating. Because oftentimes we'll have a trauma and it just gets stuck there. And we just like keep poking at it, just keep like a flame that just keeps getting lit up. If we can face it and sit in the fire, we can allow the experience to process and pass through. And what these veterans found, or what these researchers found about the veterans, was that the human connection that they had through their the same trauma gave them the ability to process it. So I also see that as a benefit to have your family around as well. Um, um, but again, this is just me speaking from a place of not actually having experienced this. Um, so I don't actually know what it's like. Um, and I can only imagine it'd be difficult to, to go through this and there's so many different emotions. But I feel like even just you talking about this with me openly on air is so fucking badass and um it shows tremendous growth and like i i see you you're on your path with this journey man and um i think you're probably a huge gift for your family too to be able to be this open thank you yeah i um and the thing is 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 i i feel like i can finally embrace that you know i can finally be like uh, i can embrace all my positive attributes and and realize that i am that for people you know i i I can re- I realize how much I I do for other people and how much I help other people and um I'm I'm I think I'm finally like owning who I am and I and for the longest time I I saw it as kind of a burden like how how um I am always there for everybody and um and now I'm figuring out how I can be there for myself as well as other people um, and it's, it's, it's ups and downs. Like I said, I mean, like every other week it's like, like last week was, was a, was a bad one. Um, 
you know, this this week I'm feeling a little bit better. Um, and surprisingly, the holiday w- wasn't as you know as bad as I thought it would be. And um, yes, it's uh, yeah. So I mean, I guess more or less it's just, it's just it's the biggest learning experience I've ever had to deal with, and I I, I feel myself uh, at 36 years old growing up more in the last like this year I think than. Um, than I did in my, you know, twenties and early thirties, you know? And, and why do you think that is? Um, I've, I, I just, I guess it's just cause I have had a huge dose of reality. I mean, and, um, with, with the life, the life that I have lived, I feel like with all of my experiences combined, it's, it's finally like, like I'm able to look at like, cause I mean, I've always struggled with depression and anxiety and, and this trauma is just like an additional, you know, piece to that. So I'm having to kind of process all of my earlier trauma as well and work through that. And, and if I feel like it's, it's all kind of coming to the surface, just everything, everything that, that I, I went through and, you know, not doing anything with my twenties and running a record label through my early thirties and that not working out and, um, living with my parents into my thirties and I'm just, I'm kind of just finally just like, fuck it. This is who I am. This is what I've done. Um, it's not all pretty and a lot of it's embarrassing. Uh, but I like, like you have been saying a lot in your, um, in your Instagram and stuff is just finally like living my truth and living my purpose, you know? And, and I feel like the, the last six months have, have really just like allowed me to do that. Oh, dude. I'm so fucking happy to hear that. Um, I'm so happy to hear that, man. That's so badass that you're, that you're in a place where you're like, fuck it. Yeah. You know, um, hey, man, it wasn't pretty for me either. I look back at some of the shit I did. I'm like, oof. Right. I'm, I don't want too many people to know about that one. You know, um, same, man. Like, I think we all have such a rough journey. Just like, like nobody, like, do one thing that's helped me live my truth is just to, is to like, to, to practice deeply understanding that nobody's life was like all roses that like right. my imperfections and my flaws, like actually I'm, everybody has things that they think are fucked up. Like everybody has something that like, Oh, if people knew they'd be like, Ooh, that, that's kind of weird. Or like, Ooh, that's, that's kind of fucked up. Or like, Ooh, that's, Ooh, I, uh, you know, everybody has those things that we like kind of like are ashamed of in a way, or like a little bit guilty. And I think part of the work is like removing the embarrassment and allowing these things to come to light. And that's why what we're doing right now, bringing our insecurities out into the open, like you more than me, actually, in this podcast was incredible, sharing what you're going through and how you're feeling. Just the people that are listening, man, are going to be having a breakthrough because of this. There'll be, there's someone listening right now that this has impacted and affected and it's given them a new insight into their life as it has for me listening to you. You know, so like, this is the work, man. And um, yeah, man, like, fuck everybody has like these imperfections and flaws and, and just the fact that you're sharing them, I believe, and I see it as you giving permission um, for people to open up theirs, which is going to get them closer to their truth. So fucking amazing. I'm glad we did this. Yeah, me too, man. Absolutely. I, I feel like that that's the journey that you're on. And that that's like what I see as like your mission um, and hear you talk about all the time. And I really appreciate that. Like, like the, the stuff with you, like being too embarrassed to dance in front of, people and and all that stuff um and you trying to get over that i mean i can relate to that a hundred percent yeah and even like singing in the car with my girlfriend my girlfriend would be like um why are you singing right now and i'd be like uh because i don't 
feel like it. And it was just <laughs> me, me being like ashamed or like embarrassed or whatever. And I hear you talk about that type of stuff all the time. And I feel like it's it's so needed, man. And I, I just appreciate you and I appreciate the work that you do. And I hope that you continue it and, and keep, you know, allowing it to grow yourself. And I hope you have so much success in the future, man. Oh, dude, that means so much to me. I'm glad that it's impacted you. And I knew I wasn't the only guy that was afraid to dance on that dance floor. <laughs> Everybody looked confident, but I knew that some of them were afraid too. <laughs> um, thank you so much, man. I, I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, I, I feel like you're a brother on the path. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm grateful that we got to share this time and share this airspace together today. It's been such a privilege for me. Thank you. Yeah, me too, man. And I would love to, uh, like, I feel like this is a follow-up from our last one. So I would love to do, you know, a, a follow-up in, you know, six months to a year from now and and have you on as a guest again. Would love to catch up again in, in about six months. Hell yeah, man. Well, it's it's been a half hour. You said you only had a half hour's worth of time today. I appreciate your time, man. And uh, thank you for, for this, man. I, I really appreciate it. Such a pleasure, man. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day, man. Thank you, brother.